This is an EM Pulse Heartbeat with your host, Julia Magana. Welcome back. Last month, we explored leveraging tech for lifelong learning. Because clearly, if you are in healthcare, you are a lifelong learner, even if it's not by your own choice. But I think less people identify as a teacher. Of course, if you work in an academic institution, you do in some way or another. But I think we are all truly teachers from teaching other physicians or sharing our research, teaching nurses or staff, or even frankly, teaching our patients about their problems and solutions. We spend a lot of our time teaching. In this episode, I want to explore leveraging tech to make that teaching easier. To do this, I spoke with my great friend and partner in crime, Emily Andrada. Emily is a professor of pediatric emergency medicine and our pediatric emergency medicine educator. She has won tons of teaching awards and basically like those all-around best doctor awards. In fact, she's going to kill me when she hears that I mentioned these at all. But clearly, she is a phenomenal educator and has amassed a wealth of knowledge about leveraging technology as a tool for teaching. Now, you're going to hear us talk about different apps and platforms that she's using. And these are just a few of her favorite tools. We're not endorsing any of these apps. We don't have any stock in them. There's nothing to disclose here. They're just her favorite tools. I know that you will enjoy Emily as much as I do as well. All right, Em, you have truly become our local expert in using technology for teaching. How did you get that role? Why tech? Okay, I got that role because I asked. (laughs) I think our department is super fortunate because we have a department chair who is very supportive of his faculty when they want to explore something that they are passionate about or very interested in. But I would say before that, at the very beginning, it was mostly because I was just really curious. I really wanted to know what made up an engaging and effective learning session. And so that discussion for me really started with my sister, who is a seventh grade teacher at Wellesley Middle School in Massachusetts. And so that school district is, as you might imagine, incredibly well-funded. And so their students benefit because they have all this tech provided one-on-one to those students. And in addition, their faculty are supported with a lot of professional development. And so in my discussions with my sister, she would share with me all the things that she was learning at these professional development sessions. And then it almost always ended up being some kind of educational tech. She would share how she was applying that in her classroom. And so probably 10 years ago is when she first introduced me to Kahoot, which is a quizzing platform And it boggles my mind that 10 years ago, she told me about that platform. And so since then, there have been 10 years worth of seventh graders that have gone through her class and benefited from that. And even to this day, when I use that Kahoot platform with our own residents, people come up to me and they express that they've never seen it before. And how can they get started? And so the other thing that I've learned is that as my own kids went through school, they were running into educational tech opportunities too. So in elementary school, junior high school, now at the senior high school, they all ended up being very similar platforms, Kahoot, Google Forms, Google Docs, and they were getting very, very facile with them. 
And then what I realized is that now our learners coming into our emergency medicine training program, these are these kids that have like sharpened their teeth on these applications as they've come up through their primary school years. And so they're going to have an expectation that there is going to be some kind of tech involved in their current curriculum, even though they're way past primary school. They're you know way past college and out of medical school now. They're going to have some expectation that there is going to be some tech involved in their curriculum. It began with this kind of initial curiosity of my own, just sort of my own exploration and these discussions with my sister, and then trying to see how I could apply these applications in some learning sessions that I was building for our department. And then since those ended up being well-received, just sort of plugging on and continuing to develop that is what brought me to this continued interest. And so eventually I built up enough of a information bank that I felt like, well, maybe I could share some of this because I think maybe some folks in our department might want to incorporate that into their learning sessions, teaching sessions. And so then I talked to our department chair about starting this talk uh, once a month at faculty meeting called Unschooling Time. And that's where I share something new about educational technology or something that we could use as far as just sort of applying new learning strategies. And obviously, this is not part of a medical curriculum. So how did you learn about all of these tech platforms? Like, where did you first start looking into them? So that's a great question. I think that the very beginning started with my sister because she introduced me to some of these beginning ones, Kahoot and uh, Nearpod. And then I began to follow some blogs online. And I would say that currently the number one way that I learn about new things is on Twitter because there are some really amazing K-12 educators out there who are, no kidding, light years ahead of medical education in the application of technology for students. And we can post some of those Twitter handles maybe at the end of this talk, but there are people that are just so, you know, versed with this kind of approach that, you know, it doesn't take much to learn something new when you follow them. They pretty much talk about stuff that I have never heard of on a (laughs) weekly basis. So all you have to do is just read a couple tweets and then think, hmm, how could I apply this to, you know, some learning session? And all of a sudden you have a new tool. Why do you love using tech for teaching? Um, What is it that is the advantage of using technology besides that this is how they've already been learning? Where does the advantage come in? I think you have to appreciate what we know already about effective learning. And I think that really has just come into prominence, I think maybe the last five to 10 years where we've really learned what is effective learning. That looks like, you know, more active learning, you know, not passive learning where you're sitting in a dark room and listening to someone read their slides, shorter sessions, space retrieval. You have to appreciate what we know about memory retention. And then you also have to respect the idea that smartphones and the internet are just part and parcel of the current landscape in whatever learning session you're building. We really just can't expect that those are going to be absent. And so educational technology is like this piece, this puzzle piece that fits perfectly and meets these two challenges and, and bridges these challenges together with, you know, teachers who may not 
have grown up learning that way. And what are some of the disadvantages you see to using technology? What can be some of the downsides? The downsides are really going to be in the fact that your learners are not going to all be prepared to use technology in the same facile way. They're not all going to be at the same level of being competent at using the technology. They're not all going to be comfortable with it. So even in my own household. So there's the older people in my home who are relatively uncomfortable using tech and then my kids who are super comfortable using tech. And so, you know, especially in a a residency program, you're going to have learners that are just coming in at all different levels. And so when the expectation is for everyone to get onto a single platform to get, you know, a certain task done, you have to deal with these varying tech abilities to get onto those platforms and to utilize them well. So that's probably one thing that is is difficult. One thing that always happens to me with technology and teaching, or at least I feel like it always happens, is like the Wi-Fi doesn't work or they can't find the right app or the passcode doesn't work or there's some other like extra hurdle that learners have to overcome. How do you overcome those types of hurdles? I don't. <laughs> I I don't, I, meaning that I just expect those things to happen. Because I think if you go in with the expectation that everything is going to go so smoothly that there won't be any lapses in the Wi-Fi and that the passcode is going to work perfectly, then you really just set yourself up for failure. I think the best approach is going to be to expect that those things are going to be happen. You essentially have to model some problem solving about how to get around that. In addition to just problem solving in the moment, those hurdles help you improve for the next session. But the expectation that it's just going to go smoothly is you should just, you know, chuck that one out the window. (laughs) (laughs) I do work in the emergency department, so I am used to things not going smoothly sometimes. You just got to flex like that. Um, I've gotten to listen to you do unschooling time now for, what, the last year or so? Mm-hmm. And uh, so I've seen you teach about several different tools. What are your two favorite technology-based teaching tools? I would choose any number of any of the quizzing applications. So those ones are called Kahoot. Also, there's one called Quizlet, Quizzes with two Zs. <laughs> another one called Socrative. And so quizzing applications are really great for what we call activating prior knowledge. So what you do is you try to elicit the current state of knowledge of your students, and then you build upon that initial knowledge so that they can access all uniformly the next step of what you want them to know, sort of their upcoming content. It's also great too to use these quizzing apps for spaced retrieval practice. So if you have taught something and you've given them an interval to forget it, and then you come back around to it and you ask them to retrieve that information by quizzing them on it. These platforms are great for that. Plus, they're super fun. The other tool I really like is one called Nearpod. And this is one I learned about really, really early on, like right around the same time that I learned about Kahoot. This is an application that allows you to deliver a lecture with slides anywhere. And so what happens with Nearpod is the learner's sign on uh, to the talk with their smartphones, and then your slides show up on their phone. And then you can control the scrolling of the screen. And then you also can insert activities that they engage with on their phone. So things like 
polling and matching and drawing and multiple choice questions and text answers. And then you can show them all their answers in this very graphic form. Nearpod makes that super easy. I've seen you do Nearpod several times. And I think it kind of goes back to what you were talking about before that the reality is our learners are going to have their phones. So if you just take up that screen space, <laughs> I love it. And and we want to share some of those unschooling time videos. What are ones that you would recommend um, that our listeners can access online? So there definitely is one on Nearpod. There is definitely one on Kahoot. I like the goose chase option. That's a really fun one for an electronic scavenger hunt, especially during the beginning of the academic year when we're everyone's trying to orient. It can be a really fun one. There's one on Google Keep. There's lots of organization platforms out there, but that's a great one that will help you not only to organize, but also to help you build lectures, also to help you very quickly build a Google slide lecture. The Google Keep one, I think, is super helpful. Thank you, Emily. I appreciate you sharing this stuff with me. Every month I get to watch at Unschooling Time, another tech-based teaching tool, and it really has increased my ability to teach. And I think we are teachers in one shape or another, and this is just another tool that we can use in that. So thanks, Em, for doing that. We want to share the resources Emily has amassed and the videos that she has created we now have a resource page at ucdavisem.com that is titled Unschooling Time. There you can see the videos, read the tips, and keep up to date on the latest tech tools. Emily regularly pushes me to be a better teacher and utilize tech. We mentioned a few tools that we use, but what do you use? How do you leverage tech as a teacher? Let us know on social media at EM Pulse Podcast, and we'll see you next time.